Brothers, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they wanna borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome back into another Unrelated at Birth. I am the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox all the way from the top of the state of Alabama in Madison, Alabama. That's right. I am the one, the only Dave Adams here live in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studio. And as always, I have brought along my friend, the great, the phenomenal, the brother, Adam Russell. (laughs) The phenomenal brother. There you go. That's me. We have our our own t-shirts now. We do. It's we should actually, we should each wear one of those shirts. Like when we're recording, I should wear the human jukebox shirt and you should wear the phenomenal brother shirt. Okay. That sounds good. Just I, ship I me one. Like, I mean, I mean, I have okay. an end, don't I? Yeah. I mean, I'm coming down there in like 16, oh, 17 days. I can that's true. Just you counting down. Huh? I'm coming. Well, I've got one of those little apps. Yeah. That every day, every day, Ellie's like, daddy, how many more days? Daddy, how many more days? She's my kid. So of course. Yeah. <laughs> in in every in many 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 different ways, uh, but anyway, it, it's just you know we should wear the shirts. We should support. I think it sounds like a great idea. Let's support a state affair boutique. dot com backslash unrelated at birth. It's a good plug. Hey, we sponsor I'm, ourselves I'm, now. We do. We do. I we love do. It. So anyway, so what are we here for tonight, Adam? We're here for a podcast, Dave. Well, did, okay, did you we're miss here. The memo. We do that every week, but what are we talking about this week? <laughs> this week we're talking about the toys that made us, the things that we liked playing with and doing when we were kids that don't include so, Funko Pops because those aren't toys. They're not toys. They're collectible. And they weren't around back then either. No, but what's funny is that I have Funko Pops of some of these toys that I've actually, yes, I do have Funko Pops of some of these toys nice. that I played with when I was kids. That's awesome. I- I'm looking at at least one. To yeah, I'm looking at at least three of the the Funko Pops I've got. To who? Three. To three. Ha, ha, ha. three. <laughs> oh, 80s cartoon commercials. I was going more Titsy Pop commercial, but that's what I was going. Eight, Same thing. Pop. Yeah, you're doing the 80s. count. You're doing the count from Sesame Street. Well, okay, they can kind of. I think it's the same. I mean, it's all good. The same era. I mean, you know, were they the same voice? We no. Okay. Not even. Well, for, before we do that. We can talk about the things that make us as adults. And, and we got some uh, some good news this week. Do you, do you like that segue? Yeah, I just I have no idea. What, what are you talking about? What do we like to do every year about this time? Oh, that. Yeah. We like to go to Halloween Horror Nights. All right. Well, or is it? Or is it? 
Yes, there will be two houses this year. And I, I'm getting conflicting reports on when they're going to be open, though. Some say only during the weekend, which is going to be a madhouse, and I am not signing myself up for that. No. But then I've heard some say that if they reduce the number of days they're open during a week, they might open them during the week, too. So we'll have to see. Which I'm going to need them to be open on the week. I'm going to need it open on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. The 7th. Yep. Um, because I will be there, and I'm actually buying one-day park. Uh, park hop- You can't call it park hopper. Two park passes. Uh, two park passes, which are not cheap. Um, to do, well buy an annual pass. <laughs> I know. Well, I looked at it. I looked I mean, at it. Uh, I was going to do two park passes, and, and we're going to do Harry Potter World and all that fun stuff. Yes, Vance, I will drink pumpkin spice juice or pumpkin juice or whatever it's called at Harry Potter Land. Butterbeer? No, they have pumpkin juice, too. Yeah, they have pumpkin juice. It's not as good as butterbeer, though. No, it's not. Um, but I will ride Green Gots. Ellie will be able to ride Green Gots. Uh, we'll see if she can do the forbidden. If she'll do the forbidden journey, I know she's tall enough to ride it, but it's a little brain scrambler. Um, not, she, she should be Aiden. Aiden likes it. Okay, Emma, does Emma like it? Emma hasn't been on it yet. She's just barely gotten tall enough now. Maybe, um, maybe with Ellie coercing her on. She'll uh, do we'll it. See. I don't know that I'd put her on it, but I said the same thing about Hagrid's. And then when she was finally tall enough, we're like, oh my gosh, we have to do it now. And she's right. like, so. all right, you're the one that told us we have to do you have to do journeys. So, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so Bride of Frankenstein. And then what was the other house? That- Revenge of the Tooth Fairy. What? Mm-hmm. That was the one that I kind of I saw on the list. I'm like, why are we having this one? And you kind of balked at it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'll probably balk at this. I'll do it. Do they do they know what sound stages it's going to be on? I, I well, I know Bride Frankenstein is at the Universal Monsters House or the no. Universal Monsters House. Oh, no. the what, the pictures I saw made it look like that. No, the um, well, the frames for the wait time signs. The Bride of Frankenstein is out in front of the stage where Ghostbusters has been and where Stranger Things was, and so that's the main sound stage right behind, uh, right underneath a uh, Rip Ride Rocket. Yeah. It's usually where that queue, usually where that queue goes. Um, the queue for Revenge of the Tooth Fairy is over around the corner by um, um, Race Through New York with Jimmy Fallon, and it's where Poltergeist's queue was last year or the year before. Okay, okay. Um, and so that's usually there are several sound stages back there though, so it doesn't mean it's one of the big ones. Um, I think they've done. It's in there where you could still, you know, you could if they wanted to do it during the day where they kept Race Through New York open. I don't know if you remember the queue for um, what was it? Yukon. I can't remember it. Yeah. The, the, the Yeti. Yeah. The Yeti one. Um, you actually cut through Jimmy Fallon's queue for that one. You, it could be in that smaller soundstage for that. Yeah. One. But I don't think they do that because I think they'd still have Jimmy Fallon's open. No, but that's what I'm saying is instead of cutting through that queue, you could go around Jimmy Fallon's okay. queue and come in the same, the same door, just not use Jimmy Fallon's queue. Yeah. If it was Jeffrey Martin. Door. Wait, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's gonna be chasing people in a tutu? Nice, good tooth fairy I, reference. I mean, that <laughs> is a scary movie because it was horrible. Yeah, right. So we could be doing that. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, so here's the other thing too. Ellie's not tall enough to ride Rip Ride. Yeah, so, it's probably for the best. Really, dude? That's a that's a big one, dude. She did Tower of Terror. That doesn't compare to Rip Ride Rocket. Rip Ride Rocket is like a Bush Gardens level roller coaster. It beats you around a good bit. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different level than Tower of Terror. All right. So 
Also, I owe you pizza fries, don't I? Yes, you do. And they have pizza fries. They have them at Louie's. At Louie's. Okay. Yep. So, and I think we're going to have to eat lunch at Finnegan's just because, right? So we're we're staying there until we're having pizza fries and lunch. That's pizza. For, that's a pizza lot of food, fries. man. Dude, we're on vacation. That's true. That's true. But yes, we have to we have to stop in Finnegan's. I think. Um, yes. Yeah. Just mm. just because. See, now you're making me sad, Dave. And dude, just for for old times' sake, should yeah. I be on my phone watching a video of a football game <laughs> the whole day while every queue we're in? Sure. And as we get to a house, wait, wait, I can't go in the house yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So, all right, uh, Blair. Yep. Rip ride is rough. We won't even let Aiden ride it yet. He wouldn't do it anyway, though. That's true. We're getting him close to the Hulk, though, I think. Here's the question. Would Aiden go through graveyard games? Aiden's going to do one of these two houses with me. You gonna let him do Tooth Fairy or Bride of Frankenstein? I'm gonna let him choose, but he's gonna he's gonna do one of them this year. I told him he's he doesn't have a choice. So okay. he has an opportunity to do it. We don't have to buy a special ticket. And it's light outside and there's no scare zones everywhere or anything like that. We're doing it. So if he likes it, are, is he gonna be part of uh HHN thirty with us next year? We'll have to see. He'll be almost twelve. <laughs> so we'll have to see. All right, all right. Uh, that I'm looking forward to that. That'd be fun. now. Will he like it? I don't think he will. Okay. I well, I remember when he was like, <laughs> was was he ten? No, he no. was nine. He was nine then when you and I uh, went for the first time, and he was so mad that he didn't get to go. Yes, he was. And, and then was, to make it up to him, I took him to the Trail of Terror. There's a nature park here in town where they do a trail back through it, and it literally just scared the crap out of him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like tears. And the thing, the difference is though here, they get really close to you. Cause it's a bunch of teenagers volunteering for the parks and rec and they were enjoying hearing him scream. So they were getting down in his face and stuff. So that's a different experience. Than this, yeah. But, but they, characters but, enjoy hearing people scream. Yeah. But here's the difference though. This year, what I read though, is they're going to space everybody out in the queue and they're only going to let one party in at a time and then space you out, which is, I think is great because you're going to be sure to hit the timing on everything. That, you know, usually, okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> There's going to be anywhere where a scare actor is, there's going to be plexiglass. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? No. I read that online. Now, whether or not it's completely true, I don't know. But they said there's going to be plexiglass anywhere there's an actual scare actor. So you won't be like, oh, there's a scare. Oh, I'm like, I know, Dave. We can see the plexiglass. But that's <laughs> dumb. That is stupid. Well, it's, it's what it is, man. The fact that they can pop out and pop their head at you, that's what makes it scary. Well, maybe they get creative with it. I don't know. Maybe it's just going to be a lot of screens. Well, I mean, that fits. I mean, it does fit Universal's MO, right? (laughs) All right. So before we get all the Universal people mad at us, let's talk about the toys that make us. Um, If you've, I don't know if you've watched the Netflix special. Have you? I have not. No, I've watched the movies that made us. A couple of those, but not the toys one yet. Yeah. So they go through, I think there's three per season. Uh, Power Rangers, Star Wars, there's G.I. Joe, Barbie, which uh, no, uh, there's I think little uh, My Little Pony. I was never, uh, I was never a brony, uh, but no. but it's so cool because it talks about the backstory and how they came up with all these things. I think Hot Wheels was one of them as well. Uh, so it, it, I've been on a nostalgia kick lately, and I don't know why, but I, I think it's cool to talk about the toys that that made us as kids. 
and and how it kind of shaped our pop culture love today. Yeah. So, Adam, let's just throw out what is when we talk about the toy that you played with the most. Oh, the most. Whew. What comes to mind? So many things. When I think about what I had the most of, let me plug in my laptop really quick while I'm talking so it doesn't die. Um, when I think of what I had the most of, I probably had, when I would play with them, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I probably had the most of. And I can remember playing with the ooze and oh, the yeah, turtle yeah. and shredder. And I had like all the different variations of the turtles and everything. And But what I remember the most was Christmas opening up the pizza thrower, the car that they'd ride in that would shoot yeah. pizzas out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the pizzas were these hard plastic discs. And man, that sucker shot them out at probably 30 miles an hour. And yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember us all being like, had that. I remember us all being like, yeah, no, this is going to break or hurt somebody. You know, yeah, look at this, you know, but it was, I remember that and I had this big toy box and had them all stuffed in there. And I've still got a few of them. Um, but that, that's probably what I had the most of um, when I was growing up. So I was definitely Ghostbusters. Yeah. You know, when the, the cartoon came out first, Okay. And and I had the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters. I had the house, I had the slime, I had Slimer, I had I had all four of the Ghostbusters. I had Ecto-1. My grandmother even made me, me and my brother, um they she made me. Hey Blair. She made me um uh, the Ghostbuster outfit. Yep. Like we we had the the ecto uh, ecto pack or whatever it was called. We had the little proton thing that pack. the proton pack. We had the thing that you threw in the ground that catch that catched caught all the ghosts. We mm -hmm. we'd go out and play around with Ghostbusters. We had I think Nerf even made a a proton pack mm -hmm. that it had the little thingy at the end. It looked like it was the the protons coming out. We yeah. had those. Uh, we would. You know, I had the soundtrack for the movie when it came yep. out. We played that tape nonstop. Yep. Uh, I mean, who are you going to call whenever, even the, to this day, when I'm at my parents' house and I'll say, and mom picks up the phone and say, Hey, mom, who are you going to call? She'll say, Ghostbusters. You know, it, it's just yeah. that I would say from. 86 that might have been when the cartoon came out maybe 87 from 86 87 to i'd say mid 90s yeah ghostbusters was a huge thing in my house yeah are you were you a big fan of ghostbusters too the 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 movie yeah so i wasn't a big fan of ghostbusters 2 until i got to college okay um ghostbusters 1 i watched when i was Real young, the yeah. the the library ghost scared the pee out of me. <laughs> um, but I, I watched the whole rest of them. I've watched it. I could probably quote that movie just because I've watched. Oh, it sure. Much. Yeah. Um, but what really got me into Ghostbusters was the real Ghostbusters the cartoon. The cartoon. Yeah, I remember the the proton pack. My aunt um, Gate was given the mission of finding it, and she went around. Her mom, my mom, and and her sister went around and around trying to find it. And they finally found one. And I, it was the one you put it on like a backpack and then it's got the thing and you push the button, but it had the yellow foam. Is that what you were talking about? Yep, that's the exactly what I'm And you stuck it in the end and you had to shake it to make it look like it was waving and <laughs> yep. stuff. Oh, yeah, man. Yep. That was the yep. best back in the day. Yep. For um, sure. 
It was. And, and the slime, it was, you know, now kids are like, oh, slime is so cool. Yeah. The slime that came with Slimer and that yeah. with, with the 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 firehouse smelled so nasty. <laughs> and it's I true to remember, the movie. Yeah, it was green and icky yeah. and it's sticky and it got everywhere. It's rough and it's coarse and it got it gets everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's just awesome. Like yep. I, I wish actually I still have, I don't, my mom still has one of my action figures, two of my action figures. She she still has Egon at the house and she still has Janine. Wow. At the house now, they're broken. I think e- uh, Janine had her little tie, yeah, uh, and uh, and and it it's broken off. And you press her hand, and the tie went up, and her eyes bugged out, and her hair yeah. went up. But um, and the girls love that. They're like, "What's this?" And you know, I was like, "Oh, you had no idea." <laughs> so Carrie yeah. said, "We got to talk about this for a second. Speaking of slime, have you talked about creepy crawlers yet?" I remember that. I don't know that I ever really oh, played with creepy Oh, we crawlers. had creepy crawlers. Yeah. My bro- it was my brother now. I, I was I was we played with it, but Jonathan had the the oven, we had the little uh cookie cutter thing mm-hmm, yeah. that you put in the oven and you you get all these nasty little insects that come out and and yeah, we had it. It was it was fun. Oh, it was yeah. my brother's it was my brother's thing, not mine. Yeah. So what was your next one? I saw Blair brought you something. Oh, she did. I was just going to show you this one. And I know you guys in podcast land, guys and gals can't see it, but this is a vintage Batmobile. That is still at my house, at my parents' house. The lights go up and down. Right. I can't, I can't. So is that the one that the the front of it pops out and it's like a cow catcher? Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. And in the back, it's got one in the back too like that. It's got the catcher. Yeah. 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 So. I the one I've got, it still has that, but the the cow catcher thing, you push it in, it just it, it won't stick. It bounces back out. Yep. Yeah. So so you yeah. have a, a more pristine one than I have. I do. I do. I, yeah. I, I remember one of the things I remember playing with a lot too while we're on the subject of cars was I was a big Dukes of Hazard fan when I was a yep. kid, and so I had a ton of little ones, the little um, Ertle. Hatchback. Yeah. Little Ertle ones. And then I had a big one that had a, a ramp and stuff. And the action figures for that, I remember playing with that a lot. And I remember I used to, <laughs> I used to, um, we had a brick house growing up. And I used to go to the windowsills, which were also brick. And they had the chrome on the front of those Dukes of Hazard cars. And I used to love chipping away on those bricks because the inside of that chrome was brown. And I always thought it was so cool how it wasn't shiny all the way through. And so all of my Dukes of Hazard cars, the front of them is just beat up because I like to get that chrome off of there. Who knew? I mean, who knows what I was thinking, right? Uh, who knows what you're thinking that. now? Yeah. But, but the, the other thing I used to do with Hot Wheels cars is I would line them up. And I still do this with Aiden and Emma um, is I would line them up in the foyer. We had a long foyer in our house. It's almost like a short hallway. And I would line them up and just roll them as hard as I could and just make huge crashes happen and stuff. Really? And I had a couple of those cars. I don't know if you remember, but they had the sides on them where when you bumped it, it would flip over and look like it was Yes, yes. And I would hit those together. Yeah. So, so have good you times. Thought, have you thought about Micro Machines? Oh, like, yes. I still have the Micro Machine Star Wars fan club box. Really? Sends you, it's got a Star Destroyer and a Tiny Darth Vader. I still have that one somewhere around here. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I I was I was into uh, Hot Wheels. I probably still have some around here somewhere. But we had all the like you said the ramp the the Hot Wheels mm-hmm. track. We yep. would set that up. We we do the loop thing, and we would try different types of cars. There's actually a guy on TikTok now. You laugh at me, but there's a guy who on TikTok has made a a track, and he'll put three cars up against each other every week mm. and, and see which car goes fastest. That's that, cool. You know, and and they have a and it just it's I sit there for hours and watch it because watch it yeah. That was my childhood. You want me to tell you what you would love? And I think I saw Eric Terry in that picture he sent of his Ninja Turtles and all those things. He's right. got a couple of them. His Hot Wheels ID. Have you yeah. seen these in the store? They no. have an RFID chip in them. And you connect your Hot Wheels track to this middle piece that has an RFID reader in it. And it'll it'll time their laps and their what? speed. Oh, yeah. It times their laps. Okay. What and so happened? you can actually do that. So Aiden and got one of those for Christmas and they have Knight Rider and the mystery machine and all of these cars like the DeLorean and all this from our childhood. I'm introducing him to that stuff and we're actually racing them against each other and stuff using the Hot Wheels ID. So let's, we've got to talk about this. Yeah. You, you bring up that and this is probably going to be old man, get off my lawn rant time. <laughs> I, I, Whatever happened to toys that well, you had no. to shake to move. Well, so who would have thought that the toys that made us would be an old man rant time. Right. But so Vance Cope made a good point in our group. He said, Oh, when I was a kid, we had a rock and a stick. Yep. You know, for, for us back in the day, that gummit, my, okay. For us back in the day, we were fine. We were happy when we go outside, we find a stick long and sturdy enough that became a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. You know, our imagination played went wild. You know, we, we have another stick. we, beat the living tar out of our brother or our friends. And, and we just played and played and played. And, you know, we find things that, and use the imagination, but now they have an RFID chip in a hot wheels car. So you don't have to do the timing yourself. Uh, I'm trying to choose my words wisely because I'm not an old man. I'm not, (laughs) I don't want to act that way. But Too what happened? What happened to to imagination? Kids with imagination, yeah. Because now they they get told what story they watch. Kids on YouTube having imagination, and then they go and play the imagination that the kid on YouTube told them to play. Yeah. So, am I wrong? Am, no, am I, I think I think what's happened is is that devices have, I was thinking about this because I knew this point would come up. And I think what's happened is that devices and games like the video games and Roblox and a lot of the things that kids have access to today are built like, like Emma likes to play these games every now and then we don't let her do it too much, but she loves to play with dolls and be the mom and push her dolls around. But then there are games, role-playing games on Roblox where you walk out and, and you're walking around and you say, Hey, I'm going to make myself a baby and I want somebody to be my mom and somebody's your mom. And then, okay, let's go eat and you're role playing. So uh, it's not like physical interaction, but what I'm saying is that it, a lot of the things that toys used to do for us an iPad can do just as easily, but, and I'm not saying that, that it's right. I'm not saying that it's right. What I'm saying is that there, there are different things that they have available to them at their disposal 
that don't do the imagination for them, but give them a much more stimulating way to role play out having lightsabers than a stick. Yeah, it, It's all about dopamine, right? And then yeah. you're sitting there and you're playing that game. And every time you click it, it makes that noise of the lightsaber, that dopamine rush hits you more than a stick would. Cause then you got to make the noise yourself. But that's and, so and cool. it's, it's just shifted. Ooh. I don't disagree. It's just shifted. It's you know, you, your mom says, well, give them a stick. Okay. If I give my daughter a stick, she'll say, what do I do with this? Yeah. You know that, that yeah. it's, it's not, it, it, it's not that we can't just say, all right, go out and get a stick. But yeah. five minutes later, it's like, all right, I'm bored. What are we doing next? Yeah. Like tonight, the other night, I, I actually told Ellie, I said, all right, we're going to turn the TV off. We're just going to talk. And, and five minutes into it, daddy, I'm bored. I, I, yeah. I'm bored. What do we do? What, what do we do when there's no TV? You yeah. know, just I, I, I hate to be old man. I, I hate to sound like my dad, but they kids don't know what to do without entertainment shoved down their throats it's true and, and and some of the toys that made me were probably the beginning the building blocks of that yeah that issue that problem yeah it's true because one of the toys that made me i had all of those tiger games the handheld tiger um little games i had batman i had aladdin i had ducktales you know what i'm talking about Google it. It's it's those handheld one games. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Because I almost bought one of the Rocketeers. Those Tiger games. Tiger yes. used to make them. Yeah, yes. yeah. I had that, and I had something from Radio Shack. Me and my dad used to play it called Tandy Space Shot, and literally, it had a little joystick and a fire button on the side, and all it was was you put the ship in one of three locations to shoot the thing as it was coming. You know, and that's right. all it was. Yeah, and, and and but these little Tiger handheld games, like they make these beep. Beep, beep, mm -hmm. beep, beep sound. Oh, you got Electronic football. Yes. Best ever. Best ever. Best ever. My, my dad used to always make me turn the uh, the sound off. Yeah. Because it annoyed the stew out of him when I was yeah. driving or yeah. when he was driving. So I, I wish I still had. I wonder if those things still exist. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. Really? Uh, some of the more popular ones, they're making them again and they sell them in specialty shops and stuff. But I know oh. I just I, I still have my old electronic football game. Really? I still have that one, yeah. Jeffrey Martin says Tandy was the first computer he owned in eighth grade. Yeah. So, and then there was... The, you can date yourself by the first computer you owned and how much memory was in it. <laughs> I, I can't tell you the first, how much memory was in it, but the first computer we owned was the Macintosh Classic, okay. I want to say. It, okay. it, it, it you know had the, the square mouse and the one big button. At the top, I don't yeah. remember what it was, but it was one of the first color Macs. Yeah, so we had I don't I, know. I, we, we got an IBM Aptiva, which was cutting edge at the time, dialing into CompuServe or whatever it was, yep. Netscape, and it had four four megabytes of RAM or something crazy like that. So yeah, yeah, man. So so good. No, no, I was just going about megabytes of RAM. There's more power in my hand right now, which I'm holding my iPhone. Then sent a man to the moon. Exactly. That's why it never happened. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, but so while we're talking about video games, I think that's one of the things that was so cool about our generation and what a lot of people want to understand is we literally grew up with technology. Like it grew as we grew. You know, they say come right. of age with our young nation in Hamilton. We came of age as 
technology was coming of age. I mean, Atari, we when we were two and three, we played those it. games when we were real little. I was going to you know, say, I was going to make an argument that we weren't the first generation to have video games. No, not the first, but we it grew with us. Right when we were right in the prime age to play Nintendo, it came out. Right when right. we were the prime age to play Super Nintendo, a little bit more difficult game, it came out. Right as we were heading into college, Nintendo 64 came out with Goldeneye, and that's all we did all the time when I wasn't studying for a couple of years. You know, and you it, studied and every time, every, I know I every time. We had a lot of fun. Come on. But, but, you know, as we grew, it grew with us. I mean, it started out, I, I wrote down, uh, Tecmo Super Bowl is still one of my favorite all-time Nintendo games. Yep. And I wish that, you know, through the Switch, and you can get uh, Nintendo online, and you can play a lot of old Nintendo games. And I wish that was one that they had, was, was Tecmo Super Bowl. But I, I remember going to, any trip you had, the Game Boy had to be in your in your backpack. Yep. You had to have the Game Boy when you traveled. And I had the magnifying glass that clipped on with the light and all that stuff, that crazy stuff. See, but I was Game Gear. Game? Oh, I, you were? Okay. I was Sega. I was Sega. Okay. Okay. But one thing I remember about Super Nintendo the most was I used to love going to Sears because in the kids' department of Sears, they had a Super Nintendo with Mario Kart on it. And my mom used to go shop, and I would stand there, and I would just play Mario Kart for ages, man. Yeah. And I play it now on the Switch, and it's like, holy cow. It's so easy, but back then it was challenging. You know, it was, it was. So. so Jeffrey just dated himself, Jeffrey Martin. In college, we would have weekly Sega hockey tournaments <laughs> in the dorms. Okay, that's awesome. That is awesome, that's awesome man. In call on on Patey Hall fourth floor, we would have Super Smash Brother tournaments. Yeah, and, and it was fourth south. We'd all gather in the room right before mine, the one right there at the the front of the mm -hmm. hall. Yeah, and we we'd play for hours. That's awesome. Super Smash Brothers oh, and then small, I, on a small TV on the small 13 inch TV. <laughs> and then we'd go up to, uh, you know, you and I and Clarence, I think we'd go to your room and we'd play uh, Blitz Blitz. Yeah, that was a good one. And you also had the pod racing game. I did. And I can't remember what else, GoldenEye. GoldenEye was the big one. We got so we played that so much where we memorized the maps. We could look at the other person's yep. screen. And tell so we took wire hang coat hangers and a piece of cardboard. And someone yep. had to sit on the top bunk and someone had to sit on the <laughs> yep. bottom bunk. So you couldn't see the other person's screen. Yeah, it was intense, man. Yeah, it was intense. So uh, one of the things that I was going to say that made me, I would say in, I can't remember the year I got it, but Christmas one year, Papa and Meemaw bought me the Nintendo, the mm -hmm. old NES Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it was after it had been out for a while. And I immediately was glued. Oh yeah, so much that mom and dad refused to buy me another system. Wow, ever. So I didn't have another system until the Game Gear, and I, hmm. that's I, I played the Game Gear. Sure. And then when I got to college, Corey, my roommate, had the PlayStation, yeah. and then it just went downhill from there. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> of yeah, course. Uh, here you go, Vance Cup. So Vance is a more of our age. Uh, senior year of high school is when N64 was being released. He'd drive 35 minutes every day after school that he didn't have to work uh, to the Toys R Us to play Mario Kart 64. Yeah. So story about that. The real thing that the first real like holy crap video game I remember was we'd go on baseball trips and we had the N64. And this is when NWO, WCW, all of that was big. We, my buddy would bring his N64. We'd hook it up to the TV at the, the hotel. And he had WCW NWO Revenge. Yeah. 
And that was the first wrestling game that you could really see characters and they moved in legitimate ways that, mm-hmm. that the character would move. And I thought that was just the coolest thing in the world. That's awesome. Uh, but the actual game that, that I can remember just spending hours on at my house, which two of them, mom and dad first got the bright idea. Okay, if you're going to be stuck sitting here playing video games, then we're going to get you the power pad. <laughs> and, and so we yeah. had the power pad and oh. it had all the Olympic sports on it. Oh, so yeah. We, we would do the hurdling. We'd do the running. We'd do the triple jump. We'd, we'd do all of that. And we'd think, okay, we're getting our exercise in. Yep. And which I, I, you could work up a sweat doing those games. Yeah. Did you um, ever grab the edge of the bed or the couch and then move your feet as fast as you could? We had a little <laughs> chest right behind it. We'd move the chest back yep. and I would sit on the chest. And, yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. But then also I had the power glove. Oh, you had the and glove. Yeah. I had cool. the glove. And at the time I thought this was the coolest thing in the world, but I never could get it to work. Yeah. Just it was cool, but you know, it never worked the way I wanted to. But yeah. the game that I actually played that just hours upon hours, Roger Clemens baseball. I remember that one. I used to play that one a lot on the Game Boy, the Game Boy version of that one. I played a lot. Yep, yep. Uh, and I'd always play with the A's because mm-hmm. they didn't have the real roster, but they had M Bash and J Bash. <laughs> nice, the, <laughs> the Bash, Bash brothers. brothers. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we get to, you know, all my friends having the Super Nintendo and then King Griffey baseball, mm-hmm. yep. which was the first real awesome baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. I can so. remember spending a lot of time junior high to high schoolish ages, like early, early high school, um, playing the Super Star Wars series when they came out with all three of those games with my friend Bert. And that's yeah. all we would do for whole days, you know, when we didn't have. We didn't have school and stuff like that. <laughs> Jeffrey Martin says all this talk. Now I'm got to watch Ready Player One again. Oh yeah, great, great movie. Yeah, I love it. If that you movie. if you want to relive the '80s, just '80s and '90s, watch Ready Player One. It has yeah. all of these references in it. Sure. Um, Steven Spielberg did an amazing job with that movie. Yeah, he did. So I had a. I was thinking about video games when I was making. I have a whole list written down, of course, right? Yeah. Of I, all I, the I, things I wanted to make sure we, that I talked about. But how about board games? So I wasn't a huge board game. I mean, we we played them because we were always with the church youth group and we, we yeah. had to have some, you know, Life was one that I played all the time. Okay. Um, sorry. Yeah. We play Sorry a lot now with the kids. Yeah. Uh, shoots and Ladders. Every kid played Shoots and sure. Ladders. Uh, Candyland. Did you ever play Fireball Island? No. Oh. We're going to have to see if we can, <laughs> we can find one of those when we're together. Play okay. that. It was it was basically instead of just a, what was so cool about it instead of just a flat two dimensional board game, this yep. was actually a three D molded map. Okay, and you had to go up the side of this mountain, and at the top there was this idol with a marble in his mouth and a jewel next to him, and the whole point was to go up to the top and you get the jewel, right? You know but what? You, that that sounds familiar now that you're talking yeah, about it. If you rolled a certain thing, the fireball had to go down and you had to rotate it down whichever one you wanted to go to and you pushed it. And if it hit one of the players' little tokens on the way down, they had to go back. Yeah. And then, then there was another one. I can't remember the name of it, but it had like little trucks. It was the same idea, but you actually filled the map with water. So they had to go through the water and oh, it, was, cool. it was a lot of fun. Th- those kinds of 
those kinds of things are really cool. Your mom's impressed that you use the word talisman. Talisman. That's what it was called. Yeah. But let yeah. me tell you, never play crossfire with my dad. Oh, why not? Never. I love crossfire. Never. He will sit there and hoard the marbles and let you just pow, 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 and, and just shoot all your marbles. And then he's got like 50 marbles. And then he ends up winning. It took me a long time to learn that trick. That's a funny. long time. That's great. So, yeah, I was never, I mean, we played Risk. We played Stratego or whatever it was called. Stratego, yeah. Yeah, Stratego. I, I was one of the weird ones that actually pl- figured that one out. But my grandmother and grandfather had my, my dad's old board games at mm-hmm. his house. So it was all these 60s board games that, you know, sure. life, the all those games I mentioned earlier that – it was the original run of them. Yeah. And they had all those games and it, you know, had masking tape over it and all the pieces. And, yeah. You know, yeah. you remember life, you, you had to take the little spinning wheel out mm-hmm. to, to put, put it in. And that little tally whacker uh, got broke so much oh, that yeah. they had, had, you know, duct taped it down. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, it just, memories yeah. of, of playing that growing up well and even you know you talk about making your own fun when we were little we played yahtzee a lot when i was yeah. growing up and i remember i think it was such a crowning achievement of my young life at the time that i can remember sitting in my aunt linda's house watching the price is right during the summer and i had the the because you know you always roll the dice in the top of the box for yahtzee right right and i was just sitting there playing one by myself and I had gotten a one, a two, a four, and a five. So I was going for a large straight, right? Right. And I rolled it. And not only did I roll a three, it slid right into the space between the two and the four. And it was oh. all in line. I went nuts. Seven-year-old me went nuts. Nuts. I of still remember to no, this day. Of course, there's no video of it anywhere. <laughs> no, there's no way. We didn't have any phones or anything. <laughs> Nobody saw it but me. Right, you know. right. Yeah. So I saw, speaking of phones, I saw a video today, actually. It's a TikTok of all things. Um, going back 2020 years, you going back to 1990, somebody, mm-hmm. because you're too young, uh, bringing your iPhone 11 and saying, hey, check this out. This is a phone. How would you describe what you're holding in your hand to your dad in 1990? To my dad? Yeah. Hey, you 19. 19- you can make phone calls on this. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> yeah. Well, but then, they, but cetera, then they'll say, cetera, yeah. But then they'll say it doesn't even have buttons. Yeah. You know, it's just that's how far, and that's why I think that at, old man, get off my lawn, rant again. That's why I think even even you and I, I don't think we could live back in the eighties and nineties as much as we romanticized the eighties and nineties. We've gotten so accustomed. To having everything at our fingertips. Look at yeah. the last six months. What you know, we can't have anything at our, at our immediate immediate. I need this now. We freak out. Yeah. If if I go 15 minutes with the Wi-Fi out at my house, I feel like I'm in Gitmo. Yeah, yeah. But the problem, the reason is, is because everything's reliant on that Wi-Fi now. Back then, yeah, we didn't have Wi-Fi. But the phone was all landline and the TV was over the air. There was no cable, you know, or if you did have cable, you know, it wasn't connected to the Internet because there was no Internet. So if you lost one thing, it didn't take everything out. But if you lose Wi-Fi, I mean, you can't connect to your thermostat, which due to the Wi-Fi issue, evidently I was having earlier, our thermostat's been offline. It's getting really hot in here. But it's like, (laughs) I mean, you can't even you can barely cool your house or, or find out what's going on in the news. And it's like. 
we've centralized ourselves down to one form of technology kind of ruling everything. That of course you freak out. What? Skynet. Skynet. It's become so here. I am here to take you. So I do. I'll tell. A, I'll tell a funny story. Um, Turtle Shell okay. game. My dad commented on that. So I actually have that version of that game now too. Here, I've been trying to play it with the kids till they were the right age because it's basically very simple game. There's one. There's turtle shells in the middle of the table. One fewer than the number of players, and you throw cards down. And anytime the cards match, everybody has to grab a turtle shell. Right. And. You know, young me didn't have the cat-like reflexes of my dad yet, and he would always win that game. And I can remember, <laughs> I can remember cat-like. reaching out, reaching out for that turtle shell and landing on top of his hand and just hitting his hand like this, <laughs> <laughs> and storming off and crying in my room over that game. And oh you know what? Goodness. I wouldn't trade anything for that. For crying, I, I see it. Well, I see it with my kids now when we play things like Sorry. Yeah. Right. Or, um, or I'm trying to think we were doing something the other day when we, sometimes we play these games online with each other um, where you have to like hide and seek little games and stuff, you know, and, and on sorry, you know, you draw the sorry card, you play it and I'm sorry, you're, you're going to go back to start. And, 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 and that's part of say, life. You have to say, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> that's part of life, you know, and, and that, that shapes us into who we were. We, we knew what it felt like to lose. And yep. we knew how crappy that felt and we didn't want to feel it anymore. So we got good at things. And I think that's part of what's missing from the younger generation today. If I can go on my old man rant about that. Yes. Do you, do you know where I'm going when you, when you say we know what it felt like to lose last week? No. Do you, do you know what is the downfall of the younger generation and why there are all snowflakes? Why? Upwards. Sports. <laughs> sports. We're not taught that you can win and lose. Look, nobody ever, nobody ever, if, if you have a kid that loves football or a kid that loves soccer, they're not playing upward sports for fit five, 10 years of their young sports career. They're doing it for a year to develop skills and then they go get Look, competitive. The, the upward, sports, upward sports is not intended to be what you do for five, 10 years. T-ball is only one year out of seven or eight. You may play baseball. At you have to develop the no, skills. We learn to lose in T-ball. We kept scoring T-ball. I, jumped, I, I didn't play T-ball. I just jumped straight to coach pitch. Well, so. But still, it's that's the problem. <laughs> no, oh, it's okay. Everybody's a winner here. Have a medal. Yeah. No. I would yeah. have taken that medal and ripped it up. You don't deserve this. You, you would have You would have ripped up a medal? If your kid didn't deserve it? that You're pretty strong if you ripped up a medal. Yeah, so my old man ran is. I have you know a thing what I about mean. no, I know. I have a thing about toys, and Funko Pops are a microcosm of my old man ran about toys. Uh, you, can you tell all the listeners why you're growling and saying "dead gum" at every five minutes? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, if if you're watching, sorry. If you're watching, you will see it. But on the podcast land, for some reason, my green screen is is not playing well with my uh, my little spit cover thing here on yeah. my mic. So I'm having to move and get back in the the there shot. So, so my old man rant, like I said, Funko Pops is a microcosm. I think of that, but adults, particularly our generation has a incredible opportunity to introduce everything we did as a child to our children, because every video game we played is available online. Now, 
every toy we did, they're releasing new versions of it. They're redoing every movie. They're redoing even music and stuff like that. We have the opportunity to do that. But what adults tend to do is overcomplicate it. And, and I, you, you look at baseball. I'm going to use baseball as an example. When we played, there were travel teams and all-star games and all of this. But now there's Facebook ads popping up on my feed when I just look up like a baseball score for you can teach your eight-year-old how to have perfect swing form with this little tool. And it's like just overcomplicate the crap out of it. Yep. And what we've done with toys, action figures used to be awesome. And I would take my G.I. Joe's and I, that little rubber band that hooked into the bottom of oh, it. Oh, made me so them. mad when they snapped though. I, I would take that thing and go in with tweezers and pull it out and I'd shoot them with rocket launchers so they actually flew apart. Like I took it out on purpose. Like you could do things with them. But you look at like, I'm going to use, and it, it really irritated me bad enough where several years later, it still bothers me. When they came out with Man of Steel, the Superman movie, you had a perfect right. opportunity to do some retro toys, man. It's just Superman. He's in his suit the whole time. You can have, I remember having a Superman toy where there was this ring that looked like kryptonite that had a magnet in it. And if you moved it close to Superman, they were the same pole. The magnet in his chest was with the ring and it would knock him backwards because he's, you know, kryptonite right. is, is bad for him, right? Right. But the action figures were like Superman in a fire suit, Superman in a steel suit, Superman in an electricity suit. And it had nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. It had nothing to do with anything that Superman's ever done. And so action yeah. figures now are this weird kind of toy that nobody really wants. You well, know? And so here's, here's the deal. I think it's our generation that screwed it up. It definitely is. Yeah. Because it's people like me and Eric and Carrie, and, and I'll admit this. And, and I think my friend Logan Seculo has admitted this as well. It, we don't buy toys now to play with. No. We buy toys and keep them, you know, I know Eric and Carrie keep them in the packaging. Yeah. And, and I mean, I let my Funko Pops breathe and they're not, you don't play, you don't play with Funko Pops, but yeah. there are people, I know Eric does this. He will buy, and, and Eric, I'm not faulting you for this, but because this is what you do, but they'll buy these toys and keep them and hang them up yeah. still in the packaging. Yeah. So kids don't know how to play with toys anymore. <laughs> you're, you're disappearing like back to the future. It's hilarious. It literally know, right? looks like Back to the Future. But, you know, I did that when I was in, in high school. I collected, um, when they came out with, um, se not Seasons of the Force, that was at Disney World. I can't remember, The Power of the Force, the Star Wars action figures that right. came out with. And then when the first movie, the first trilogy started, or the prequel trilogy started, they came out with those, too. And yeah. the cool and thing for me. the market. They did. But the cool thing for me about those was that, you know, I'm old enough now where I'm in college. They're coming out with all these new action figures. I'm going to collect the heck out of these things because they would mess up the lightsabers. And so right. sometimes Palpatine would have a green lightsaber. And so you got to go yes. find the variant, you know, yep. and that's what got me into toy collecting in a way. But, but if they came out with that today, we would do the same thing. Right. Well, I but do. here's the problem with today. Funkos, I do. But uh, okay. I have three words for you. The black series. Yep. I mean, literally star Wars, action figures now are made for collecting and nothing else. The black right. series. Right? right. But the problem is other than that, there are no toys worth playing with because everything's either Funko pops or toys that weren't even in the movie, like Superman in an electricity suit or mashems, those little rubber things with liquid inside of them and stuff right. or blind bags. It, it's these weird things that aren't toys that you can play with. You open, L Ooh, LOL even mashems. Yeah, LOL, and it, even LOL, it's like, ooh, which one did I get? It's about the surprise, and then it's like, I'm not going to play with this anymore. 
or, oh, this one's a duplicate. It's going to go in a drawer. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's just that old blister pack of, hey, there's Duke that I've been looking for a Cobra commander. I know commander. I know which one I'm getting. I'm going to open it and play with it. Right. Those days are gone because now Cobra commander is six inches tall with a really shiny chrome helmet and really real fabric clothes. And oh, kids don't play with that. That's you know, it's just this it. weird. It's weird, man. I am at fault for this. I mean, people have seen my, my toy den, my, my, yeah. I'll say toys. Cause that's what y'all are calling it now, but y'all <laughs> see my Funko pop collection. Yeah. I got furious when I saw Harper walking out and holding one of them. Oh, you don't you. play with, well, I'm, oh. they're my collection. <laughs> So it, it it is. It's yeah. You know, yeah. it's our generation that has screwed up toys. Yeah. But to be honest with you, I, I took um every every Star Wars action figure I still have, this Batmobile, um, anything that I have still from when I was young, they're in Ben's and Aiden's closet. And yeah. he has free reign to play with whichever one of those he wants to. Yeah. I don't care if they break. Because let me tell you, Beanie Babies, Beanie Babies all taught us one thing. It's the same lesson we're going to learn from Funko Pops, right? Is that they're not worth anything and they'll never is, be worth right. anything. They'll never there be is. worth anything. The, but the thing about Funko Pops is, yes, you have poppriceguide.com, but nobody's trying to create a secondary market where these things are like, except for like your really super rare ones, right? It's almost to that point. Yeah. You know, but I'm not buying them for the for the resale value. I'm, I'm buying not them either. Because they're like I have Smokey and the Bandit, one of my favorite movies, you know, which was actually I found out the other day on at the same time as Return of the Jedi, which was the first movie I ever saw right. in a theater. And so the the, the 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 Funko Pops are like little pieces of memories. It's exactly you know? what they are. Whereas the Beanie like, Baby was just literally like it's going to sit here on a thing and stare at you all day. Yeah. You know? Like Car Carrie buys Funko Pops and collections to completion. Like he's a completionist. Okay. I, I buy Funko Pops of things that are important to me. Yeah. Like I've got I've got the most hodgepodge Funko Pop collection there is. Yeah. But I've I've got all of the Anchorman's. Yeah. I mean, I can quote the Anchorman movie for you. Yeah. That's that's important to me. I've got a lot yeah. of Star Wars, a lot of Disney, a lot sure. of wrestling, history, sports. It's yeah. I'm just I'm looking at mine. I've got like Marty from Back to the Future too, in yep. the silver hat with the clothes, because I remember going to Pizza Hut. When Back to the Future 2 came out so that I could get those sunglasses, the crazy right. red and yellow ones that went out to a point. I mean, it's like yep. that, that's part of our childhood. You know, it means something. And it's a story that goes along with it. So right. I don't exactly. have a problem with Funko Pops. But what what we have done as a generation to the toy market as a whole is just um, just a shame. It's Thank God for Lego. Yes. Lego will never one. change. We are ending on. <laughs> well, there's two that we need to end on. Okay. Because I, I, you mentioned it a little bit. But there are two that I think shaped every male, at least every male. Legos, which we just bought Ellie one. I, I bought the uh, Steamboat Mickey mm -hmm. Lego set. I need to put it together because that's yep. going to be one of my – I'll definitely display that one. Yep. Um, and we just bought Ellie a, 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 you know, just a beginner set. Mm -hmm. Legos, which you know they go all the way from Legos and Duplos. The, it's the same thing. Anything yep. builder block and GI Joe. Mm -hmm. I think those two are the thing that we can say definitely, definitely shaped us. Yeah. Well, and the thing that's gotten so cool about Lego now is that there are sets out there that I can do with Aiden and Emma, and we love doing them together. And then there's things like the Hogwarts Castle that are a little more advanced that are probably out of, you know, not just the attention span, but the finger skills 
of a right. six-year-old, you know, and that me and Blair enjoy doing that kind of stuff together. Yep. Uh, Amanda, and it's Lego. Text. There's, it's not plural with an S. Yeah, I just got a text from Amanda. She's re- telling me she also got a NASA set. So I have to, to also oh, that, say, there you go. Yeah, I have to get the Nintendo set though. With the, with oh, the TV. The, yep, that's one the of, one that one of our listeners, Brandon Rice, uh, got it and he put it together and it actually has a scrolling Mario. Yeah. Uh, scene that that'll just go. It's and the, and the cartridge fits in the console and it's and it springs down and snaps and, back up. Yeah, uh, it's too cool. Yep, that is just too cool. All right, yep. and you've got a long evening or uh, long morning, early morning, early morning. Yes. So we need to. Uh, I think we're under an hour this week. Sure. This is this, this was is a good the, talk though. I enjoyed this. This this is great. This yeah. is fun. This 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 isn't one of our normal episodes. We even actually got a rant. A couple of rants. Can I ask you real quick before we before we move off the topic and start to wrap up? Real quick, Uh-oh. I cannot remember the name of these things for the life of me, but I okay. remember it. It was a little blue plastic, basically almost like a record player, but it was about the size of a Game Boy. The clear cover popped open, and then you put these plastic discs inside of them. That was Mel Allen telling stories about baseball players. I don't and like I'm, old radio broadcasts of moments in baseball and stuff like that. And you would literally pop this plastic disc in, close it and turn it on. And it would turn and read it from underneath like a record. Do you remember? Have, did you ever see that? No, but I okay. need that because that yeah. is right up my alley. If anybody knows the name of those, I cannot remember for the life of me what they were called. So that is right cool. up my alley. I need yeah. that. Yeah. And the other thing we got to talk about just, did you ever collect anything? I know you're a numismatist, but were you a, numiz- were you a numismatist back then? Um, yes. My dad had um, sets of pennies and nickels, like books and things like that, that, that we collected. What I actually have a full set of from the 80s is baseball coins that coins? used to come. They're, they're little um, double-sided metal stamp things that are um, baseball coins. I'll, I'll, I'll take a picture of them and send them to you, but they're, okay. they used to come in packs. Like you buy them in packs of three and they'd have a piece of bubble gum in them kind of thing. Huh. You buy them at like the gas station or something. Or the, you remember they used to have the big sticker albums for right. movies and stuff. They were in that kind of a thing. And I've got the okay. little folding album and all that stuff. And they're all in there. So huh. coins have always been my jam. I was a baseball card collector big time. Yeah. In fact, oh, I, I, have, still, I have some baseball cards too. Yeah. I've still got my eighties and nineties collection. That's cool. Unfortunately, you know, dad bought me all these, like I've got four or five complete sets. Yeah. But because of the nineties, they oversaturated the market and those aren't even worth the cardboard they're printed on. No, they're not. Well, I, what I did enjoy collecting um, in upper deck packs when they used to have the holograms. Yep. And I have a full um, major league baseball team set of, of those. That's used cool. to love finding those. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, we did. This would be a great week for the Virgil asked the question, but I don't think we have time. You don't have it queued up. I have it queued up. It's right here. Okay. Well, you know, since we we talked about it, we will end on Virgil asked the question. Okay. Here we go. All right. This is uh, for all you new Miss Mattist out there. This coin was authorized by Ronald Reagan in 1985. The front or obverse side of the coin is an interpretation of the 1966 through 1947 walking liberty half dollar. The U.S. Mint describes a portrayal 
as an ever-hopeful Lady Liberty striding confidently toward the sunrise, draped in the strength of the stars and stripes, carrying in her arms branches of laurel and oak to symbolize both civil and military glory. Also shown are the are the inscriptions Liberty and God We Trust and the Year. The original designers of the original designer Adolf A. Wiseman's initials are seen on the hem of Lady Liberty's gown. What coin is this? I know, I know. Was it just a Wiseman coin? What? What's that? Was it just called a Wiseman coin? Yeah, it's a, it's the uh, Silver American Eagle. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't. They know. have the, the gold one. The gold one. She's walking like out of the coin, you know, and then the the silver one where she's got the flag and she's got the the branches in her arms. She's walking like right to left, and it's a silver American eagle. Okay. Okay. Which I got to have a gold one, by the way. That's going to complete my collection one day. Well, one day. Hope, Any last minute birthday gift ideas anybody has out there? Your birthday is. <laughs> but actually, you will be forty the next time we record. I will be. That is accurate. Oh, yeah. sad. Oh, it's All nice. right. just a number. <laughs> it's just a number. You just don't act it. Um. All right. Well, guys, that's that's our show. Uh, Adam, if they want to tell them, tell us the toys that made them. No one's ever called in. I know. What's the number? Six five zero UAB show. Definitely lines available because, like you said, nobody calls in. <laughs> 650 UAB show. Give us a shout. You'll hear a message and then a beep. Leave us your beep. message after that beep, and we beep. will play it on the show and discuss it. And if you don't want to call and you'd rather post on the socials, how can they do that, Dave? So on the Facebooks, you can find us. We are facebook.com backslash unrelated at birth. Uh, find the Facebook fan group. If you're not part of the group, what? why not? We post a lot in there. We That's it's true. This is where we chat. In fact, Adam says he thinks I don't work. Um, <laughs> oh, I know you work. Just he thinks I work on the podcast, not Boeing. Um, <laughs> but just search for the Unrelated at Birth Facebook listeners group or fan group. I don't remember what we called it, but it's there. It's fun. We have a lot. Every Friday, I usually post a, a fun Friday meme. And uh, it's just awesome to talk and have fun with everybody. That's where Adam and I really interact with everybody. Yeah. Um, then also uh, on Twitter, I am at DAdams419. He's at Runtide Run when he's got his Twitter activated. The show is <laughs> at Not Related Bros. Instagram, we are both the same. DAdams419, Runtide Run. And the show is Unrelated Birth. Guys, we say it every week too. There is the patron, patreon.com backslash unrelated birth, $5 a month. You don't have to do it, but we are going to start doing some more Patreon stuff. I think we got one thing we're going to do at least once a month. Yep. Um, anytime we have a guest, we'll have some extra time on Patreon with the guest. It, it's basically, you know, I think we'll do a, some lives from patreon.com when we are all together uh, at Universal. We'll do it on the Facebook group as well. But we'll do more on Patreon. So just, you will have some extra access to us. I don't know. I mean, it's fun. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, guys, I will say this. 
I said this on top of the world last week. There are people that, for, for me personally, that spend over three hours a week listening to my voice. Blows my mind. I'm just Dave Adams. And, and the fact that y'all spend this much time with me each week, it, it it means something to me. And so I really I really do appreciate it. I know Adam's making fun of me over there, but it means something to him too. So, guys, we, we love you. And we, we mean that. It's not just a little saying we, we we love each and every one of you that spend time listening to us and, and interacting with us adam take them home yeah guys thanks for listening this was a really fun week i appreciate everybody contributing their thoughts on facebook and then commenting along the way this was a good topic way to be reminiscent very nice uh, much needed conversation for everything that's going on in the world to remember some good times so thanks to everybody for that um be kind to each other we love you but not as much as jesus does don't forget that guys and we will catch you next week